Good night, everyone. It is I, Jumpy. And I am joined by the other hosts of Phantoms of the Silver Screen Podcast, which is what we're doing today. Rip. And his name is, oh, his name's Rip. Yes, it is. Today we're covering another episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, everyone's favorite Woo. TV Y7 podcast. Our most viewed episodes are always Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because hey, everyone loves it so much. Don't give that away. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone just is always watching it and they're always like, man, I need to hear some people's thoughts on it. And that's why we do this. I didn't need to, like, you know, go outside of streaming services to watch this episode. No. <laughs> Everyone has this episode ready to go, so much so that there is a thirst, an audience for an after show <laughs> for this very episode. It was yes. not hard to find. We got it by legal means. It was awesome. Yes, legal means. This episode is season five, episode four, kind of, you know how wonky the episode already gets, but it's called The Tale of the Chameleon. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have a special guest on this one. It's Ryan Gosling? No. They, Damn it. The special guest for this Are You Afraid of the Dark episode is Tia and Tamara Maori. <gasps> Sister, sisters. I got to say, watching it. I wasn't sure they were both going to show up, <laughs> but they did. I mean, why not? Take a crazy chance. <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah, like imagine if it's like <laughs> they just took one person from them. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking like maybe one of them just got the acting bug first mm. and then the other one tagged along later. But I guess they did it together. Yeah, this was like way into the um because sister sister was like around for a bit at that point i mean i wouldn't be surprised if they filmed the pilot shortly after this i mean they look the same as i remember them on tv well because they had episode. like a growth spurt on the on tv like in sister sister with like the first episodes they're like pretty young i would say middle school age and then mm they got into the high school age and their high school age is what showed up in this episode. Because I saw it when I was younger to think of them of as like middle school, high school age. And that being young is weird because in my head, they were the older kids that I watched on TV and I haven't seen it since. So it's really tripping me out to be like, Oh yeah, they were really young. Like I still think of them as older than yeah. <sighs> In that in those TV shows, but I'm way older than them. <laughs> I can't I can't watch the first season of um, Boy Meets World. Like when they're like young, I can't do it. I often watch Boy Meets World over and over. I want to say every three years, I'm just like I'm gonna go do it. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the whole thing because I'm so crazy. Um, I feel like I do do it every three years. And that, that first season is tough. But in a lot of ways, it's it's just like a comfort. You know, it's just so damn old school. And <laughs> the style of it was very TV of that time. There's going to be commercials kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. They have like um, cutaway outro music and 
reintroduction music for the commercials that are supposed to be there. Uh, it's nothing like the other seasons. Yeah. Nothing like it. It's so cute. <laughs> nothing bad happens. Nobody gets drunk. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, they blow up the mailbox and Sean gets in trouble for that. Ooh, he blew up a mailbox. <laughs> I just remember that episode where, like, he makes fun of it. Yeah, like later on, where like the uh, where they break the fourth wall with um uh, with Eric and Corey, but it's like like Ben Eric got... goes to the film studio no, and then it's like, like they're filming their show. Like the end credits where like Ben messes up the line and Will is just like, "You messed up the line again." And no wait, he's just like, um, because he's like, "Oh, I, I shrunk your lucky socks," and he's like, "Really? We're doing this again?" And Ben said, it's like, that's not the line. He's like, no, I'm tired. Why are we reusing storylines? And Sean walks in. He's like, Corey, I blew up another mailbox. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I mean, before we get off of Boy Meets World, because eventually we're going to have to, um, <laughs> even though I don't want to, I'm going to start a Boy Meets World puck. Uh, <laughs> the, my favorite part about Boy Meets World in general after every rewatch, it's just because they include these bloopers. There's these bloopers for when um, Topanga beat up uh, <laughs> Will Friedel's character, Eric Matthews. Mm -hmm. And then an episode later, he's super traumatized by it and he's trying to get Topanga back and he's just hiding in plain sight everywhere to try and like terrorize her to be like, I'm going to get you back because you never know when. And he's just like everywhere. In one scene, he's just in the background wearing a nice sun hat. He's in the couch, and he never fools anybody. I don't know. His character was so crazy on that show in the later seasons. Oh, yeah. I loved him. Yeah. A lot of people argue that... Uh, we're never going to leave this topic. <laughs> A lot no. of people argue that like his character, like making him dumb, was like really bad for his character because he was smarter in those first couple seasons. He he was the average student, and they turned him like into... Um, you know, dumb. But like, I feel like it gave Wilfredo a chance to show how funny he was because he didn't really have that opportunity. And that's the counter argument. It, it like oh. also, it's a great message on standardized testing breaking students because it does that, and that's what happened to Eric Matthews. It <laughs> broke him. He couldn't do it. The pressure got to him. When a crab breaks out and a cucumber, yeah. yeah. it's the Good looking. good looking guy. He got crazier and crazier after those high school stuff. He even lost his best friend because that guy disappeared from the show. Oh yeah, you know they're actually best friends in real life and they keep in touch. Really? Yeah. I think. How do you was... know these things? Where do you listen to this? Oh, Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, I thought oh. there was some podcast. If Wilfred Hill did a podcast like all the time, I would listen to. Yeah, it. he has one with Ryder Strong and uh, um. But it's about Boy Meets World, right? Yeah, it's. Boy Meets World podcast. The next time I do my rewatch, and we're coming up on it, <laughs> I'll be listening to that each episode. So, we need to get off this topic because when I when we talk Wilfredo, I think Terry McGinnis, and I'll never show. And then we're gonna, yeah, no. <laughs> because I can't tie we that back to Tia and Tamara Mari. I can't. There's no we way. Can't. <laughs> Maybe she could play Terry in the live action. Let's see. Wait, wait. Can I do that, Wilfredo? Was Ron Stoppable? Who, he was. Who worked with? 
uh the tj taj mari who played um the the computer guy in kim possible who is the younger brother of t and tamara Rari in real life cool we did wow it. <laughs> you did it and we're back and they were in this episode yes. the tale of the chameleon chameleon yes and as always we try to predict unfortunately i can predict because i remember this episode i um, had never seen this episode so <laughs> i was able to predict and jumby predicted gary was it gary and he he predicted it was going to be uh, a chameleon biting people and turning them into like reptiles. Did I? I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> Good lord! If I'm wrong, well, I'm sorry. Pretty close. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we did that recording, so I can't remember. But yeah, I listened to it recently and I wrote it down. But I also ad libbed it, not ad libbed, uh, like summarized. But, um, as always, we start off the story at the campfire. It's paraphrased. Shut up. <laughs> um, Tucker and Stig come in and they see a burlap sack um, on the storyteller's chair. And they ask, what is it? Betty Ann comes in with some fire logs. And she says, don't. You'll scare him. And Stig doesn't, doesn't blink. <laughs> And Stig, as Joby put it out when we watched this episode, uh, doesn't know boundaries. And he keeps trying to poke at it and try to get in there, even though everybody keeps telling him, don't do it. And Stig, don't touch it. And he goes to touch it. This man knows nothing of consent, and I hate him. Um, To the point where, like, oh, if you touch it, you'll scare him. And he's like, yeah, right. There's nothing in there. It's like, yo, stop. <laughs> um, and I like, wish he had, like a bear in there or something <laughs> and he touches it and it attacks him. <laughs> um, mm. uh, she says, don't touch it. That's for later. That's a very Betty Ann thing. But Gary asks her if it's a rabbit. Sam asks if it's a guinea pig. Tucker asks if it's a parrot. She says, no, no, and no. It's more exotic than that. And his name is Spike. Uh, but it has to do with their story. And what's the What's the first thing you said? Like in your mind, Spike. What animal was it? I know you kind of remember, but oh, I I didn't remember the the opening scene. I I thought I forgot what it was. I thought it was a bat. A bat. Yeah. The first thing I thought of was the monkey from Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. That's because his name was Spike. The second thing I thought of was a chameleon, which is really funny because <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you guys right now that this episode has no chameleons in it. All right. That's it's true. like, it's almost as, not quite as bad, but almost as bad as the tale of the dark dragon. Oh my God. Okay. No, no, relax. <laughs> Calm down. Joy. I said almost. <laughs> I said almost. Not it's bad, almost man. like that where they just tease you. And you know what? They never give you what they promise. <laughs> it's one of those things where your imagination will always beat the answer. Except for the Tale of the Dark Dragon. That was just... <laughs> it was just so... Like, I don't know if my life experience made this ridiculous or if it's truly just as ridiculous as it feels to me that they think I don't know what a chameleon looks like. <laughs> oh, man. And yes... Did that fool everyone in the 90s? Does everyone just not know? 
<laughs> I think everyone's like they're shapeshifters. Who knows what they look like? They can be anything. <laughs> like they don't know. It's, it's a, a ditto. They have a significant feature, which is the eye eyes. The, the eyes, eyes, yes, are very significant. That unique feature. No one has eyes. Everything has eyes. Yeah, no, the the their their chameleons' eyes have. Okay. Have you seen chameleons' eyes? No, they're invisible. Oh my god! Oh, here we go. <laughs> anyway, Jumpy is correct. I thought they were iguanas. They weren't. They're actually Chinese water dragons. The ones in the thing. Yeah, in the episode, yes, they're they're but they're, those look mighty close to iguanas to me. <laughs> uh, but they are not iguanas. I I feel like you should look up if Chinese water dragons are just iguanas <laughs> from China. <laughs> Chinese water dragon. Because maybe they just wanted to sound cool. Because that looks like an iguana to me. I mean, the Chinese water dragon. I'm looking at a pictures. family member of the iguana. Are Chinese water dragons good pets? To <laughs> related Google. to related to iguanas. Water dragons are members of the Agamid family. Okay. The same family as frilled lizards, bearded dragons, and uromastics. That didn't answer my question. <laughs> they have nothing to do with iguanas. Both Chinese water dragon and iguanas and... are reptiles, but made, but they differ in many ways. Water dragons look like smaller iguanas and spend a large portion of their time swimming. <laughs> well, okay. They're nothing, they're completely different in a lot of ways. We won't tell you what they are different in, but we will tell you that they look like little baby iguanas. It's like, okay. <laughs> this is Wikipedia? Uh, no, this is, uh, this is a straight Google search. Um, I can't believe it. This is funny. This This whole thing is funny. All right. I'm You're done. going down the rabbit hole of I did my own research. I, I, I get back to Wolfredo. though. <laughs> <laughs> he owns a water dragon. What? Just like Terry. And he bred it with an iguana. <laughs> and got a chameleon. <laughs> um, but yes, there was no chameleons in this episode, regardless of this argument. But mm -hmm. Betty Ann tells them she saw whatever's underneath the burlap sack at the pet store and she fell in love with him. And it gives her an idea for a story. There are thousands of different animals on Earth. Most we know. But a lot are still a mystery. What she means then, is animals that live in the deepest oceans or unexplored jungles. We don't know much about them. Just like they don't know what a chameleon looks like. <laughs> um, they don't have much contact with humans and they live by a set of rules we know nothing about. Imagine if one of these anim animals was brought into our world would it adjust to us or would it play by its own rules the rules of a game we have no chance of winning it's pretty cool <laughs> um the end of that speech she turned into a chameleon because she's an animorph the whole time damn that would be crazy damn. Right? the crossover we all <laughs> waited for look up animorphs people you ready for this John? best book covers i've ever seen can't tell you yes. about the books. Yes. Um, Betty Ann grabs the midnight dust, throws it into the midnight fire, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. She calls this her 
final story, Jumbie, the tale of the chameleons. This is her last ever? one ever. This is the I oh, this is sadder than I thought. This yes. is the last Betty Ann this special. This is the last Betty Ann story. Oh my god, that's so sad. Yeah. There's no more Betty Ann. I've seen all Betty Ann has to offer. That sucks. Yeah. This is not Take a shot, the... everyone. <laughs> RP poor one for the homies. Um mm-hmm. it's not her best story, but it's still pretty good. It was fun. Yeah. Very comedic since I thought they got iguanas and switched up <laughs> the species. Um, they still didn't get chameleons. No. But I mean I feel like once you see um and by the way, this was Tiamari playing the the main the, character. The main character, the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um once you saw her, I felt like, well, I guess you didn't. <laughs> I was like, well, oh, I was just skeptical. I was like, I don't know how early it is in the career. Maybe <laughs> she went solo for a bit. But um, was it? A Who would have known they only take twin roles? <laughs> uh, this starts off in a pet store. Uh, mm-hmm. Tia and her best friend Sharon, they're walking around looking at different animals because they love animals and we see a little redhead kid playing and torturing all of the the other animals he like takes like he's chewing gum he spits it out and puts it into the fish tank so they could eat it this kid um, was by far the weirdest part of the episode yeah. um but uh janice played by tia is getting a, a pet fish um, and when they see the the redhead kid tapping on the glass and bothering what they call a chameleon, it's when they decide to stick up for the chameleon and be like, "Hey, stop touching it! Stop bothering it!" Um, you know, I figured it out. What? It's not that they got chameleons. These are base chameleons. That's why they don't look like Earth chameleons. Because mm. they're like otherworldly species. Or, or mystical. Since, since they're shape shifting reptiles, they shape shifted into something more appealing. <laughs> Perhaps the chameleon was actually on top of the iguana, but it was blending in. Mm. So it just looks like an iguana. They probably Do you think Betty Ann was telling this story with like you know, diagrams of what it looks like. And Gary's like, that's fucking iguana. And she's like, <laughs> shut the hell up, Gary. I am not doing another one of these. I am had it. And that's why it's her last one. Um, I was like, but I'll keep showing up, but I'm done. <laughs> you know what well, this reminds she me? She lives there. You know the, the, the Mitch Hedberg joke of like, uh, it's like, man, I think Pringles' original intention was to make tennis balls. But on the day of the rubber was showing up, <laughs> A pack, a shipment full of potatoes came, and they're like, they're "Like Pringles is such a lady back company that they're like, fuck that, cut him up." <laughs> I think that's what happened here. Fucking, uh, they're like, they ordered chameleons, and then somebody brought in a bunch of Chinese water dragons, and they're like, "Yeah, fuck it, <laughs> we're keep, we're gonna roll with this." Kids don't know what chameleons are. They're fucking stupid, dude. And no right-minded adult would watch this. 
Dude, imagine some kid, cause, cause, at I think at this point, like, when you had to do reports in elementary school as a kid, and somebody probably picked chameleons and like showed a picture of like an iguana or Chinese water dragon, and they got an F, and they're like, no, but I saw it on Are You Afraid of the Dark? This is right. Because they couldn't fact check because they didn't have Google back then. I know I'm right, teach. <laughs> but anyway, they start bothering. Uh, this kid starts bothering the chameleon. They tell him to stop. They're looking at uh He says, well, you can touch these because they're reptiles and they're on display so you're allowed. And they're like, okay. Sharon's like, yeah, I don't want to touch it. But Janice is like, yeah, it's kind of cute though. Um, <laughs> um, she puts her hand inside and tries to pet it, and it Stupid. bites her. And a, and it bites like hard. Like she's like, "Ow, this is." She doesn't just like wave. Like she wiggles her finger in front of it. Like, look, doesn't it look like a worm, little buddy? And <laughs> of course, it bites her. It's a reptile. You know, it's it's not like a cuddly kitten or a puppy, which still might bite you if you do that. It's a cold-blooded reptile and then, uh, of unknown species, apparently. Yeah. Uh, very unknown. But this uh, this little kid laughs at Janice and is like, bite you once, bite you twice, a little water, pay the price, and he leaves. Because he, you have to say this rhyme, apparently. <laughs> we know why he said it. <laughs> he's a chameleon he's casting the spell because this is essentially where the episode leads it um, we learn in this episode because the chameleon the <laughs> this fucking reptile follows don't call Janice. it a chameleon <laughs> in my presence <laughs> this this reptile follows Janice home and sneaks in because mm-hmm. she when she gets bit she draw. Uh, she accidentally knocks over the tank, and the um, the the reptile runs away. But it follows Janice, gets into her mother's um, grocery bags because the grocery store was next door, uh, and it eventually bites her twice. And when Janice goes to, I forget. Um, she doesn't go into the shower. Right, she gets um. When did she get bit twice? She gets a a couple like scares. Yeah. In like, the bathroom shower scenes, but like, I think she actually gets bit at the breakfast table or something. So, yeah. Or you know what? The final bite was in the shower. Yeah, she was brushing her. No, she she got bit twice at some point. Yeah. Yeah, she when got, she was going to sleep, when she was going to sleep, and then when her. she went to brush her teeth the next day. It already had the power to morph into her, but that's not mm-hmm. the that's not the final step because she needs to pay the price. She gets pushed into the shower by Tamara Mari, <laughs> the evil sister. <laughs> How did she not get wet before? Does she not wash her hands? Are we to believe she never went to the bathroom? Well, she got. Did she her- not shower before she goes to sleep? Disgusting. <laughs> She no, she got bit once. She she t- she goes and does all the things she needs to do. She got ready for bed. She's in bed. Exactly. And she gets, gets ready bit. for bed and takes a bath. Yeah, but then she gets bit the second time after she does all that. Okay, so she showered 
but it wasn't consequential because she didn't get bit twice. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then because she got bit twice, this reptile was able to transform into her, played by Tamara Maori, and um, pushes her into the shower and in the morning, and she turns into a chameleon. I mean, now, how excited were the producers when they're like, oh, my God, twins. We don't have to use our budget on <laughs> complicated camera work to make it look like there's two of them. They did that in an episode, right? They've done that before. Yeah. They just, you know, filmed one scene, filmed the other one, sliced it together. That's the one with, like, the, the girl from Fresh Prince, right? Where they... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um... Now the question is: Did they write nice the job from these girls? <laughs> did they um? Did they write the episodes for the Mari sisters? No, I really think the Mari sisters just ate up any twin role. They just jumped for it. Hmm. They did a, they did a remake on Disney Channel for one of the Disney Channel original movies of Seventeen again. Hmm. I think a long time ago. They sniped that role. They had sister, sister, and they had this role. I can't think of anything else, but I'm sure they had some other si- like twin sister <laughs> television appearance in there. Hey, but IB, like, IMBD. they were around during the height of the Olsen twins. So the fact that they got work when those two girls were around is pretty crazy too. I'm. Who's your favorite? I, of those twins I don't know At I least, don't know either nobody's ever thought of it yeah, um, okay. they, they <laughs> ended up living really normal lives I guess the Maori sisters I mean the Olsen twins fucking just they had some drama but they're stable now I think yeah I don't know I mean I guess I just haven't heard of them and that's good news because well, Elizabeth Olsen took over and they didn't need to look do back. anything anymore <laughs> well I mean their pizza party episode on the Olsen twins. You should check it out on October 31st because that thing is creepy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a pizza party. Ooh, like, it's horrible. <laughs> but amazing. But, I mean, definitely they, you know, use this instead of your normal evil twin role. They just like, okay, let's use this as a reptile that can take shape into this other person and take her life. And it that's what Tamara Maori did. She took Janice uh Janice's place and throughout the episode, like in the beginning, you just see a Janice was just being a normal teenager. Just all the angst. Hey, Hating mom. her really nice parents who are admittedly a little too strict. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh you know, she's like I'm gonna I'm a you need to treat me as more of a grown-up now, okay? If I want to wear this dress with this short skirt, then I'm going to wear the dress with the short skirt. You don't understand, Mom. I'm 14. <laughs> if like, I want blue streaks up. in my hair, I'm going to get blue streaks in my hair. Yeah? You're going to pay for it with your own money that's that what, you have? That's what she was doing. She was like, Where, I Where'd she get a job from? She did chores around the house. She probably got chores are, that they gave her money. <laughs> it's still their money. Or she probably worked at that pet store. <laughs> Labor but, laws weren't a thing back then. 
that's how hardcore she was with this. I'm going to get the dress. It's my money, and I'm going to pay for it. Um, but then when she turns into the the, the reptile and the uh, Tamara Mari takes her place as Janice, she's like just kissing ass. Just be like, you know what? That dress I didn't, that you said I shouldn't have, you're right. It is too short for me. I'll wait till I'm a little older to get some think about something like that. And Her you know friend who's sleeping creep. over was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Sharon's like, what's going on? Um, She's like, hey, why don't you guys, my parents, my loving parents, I love you. Why don't you guys go to the flower shop now? Because you know it's going to get crazy later. And Sharon and I will clean up. And Sharon's just like, oh, okay, I didn't sign up for this shit. Yeah, I didn't volunteer to do your dishes, lady. I'm a guest in this house. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then she just like she's just kissing so much ass. Whenever when the parents and then when the parents leave, she starts scheming because she lost track of uh chameleon Janice, reptile Janice. So she has to go and she she like picked up like a butcher's knife. She got scissors to cut the head off. She got a regular knife. She wants Janice dead so she could take over her life. And Pretty hardcore story. Yeah. And Janice gets... There's a point where Janice gets into the 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 garbage disposal. And she's like, I'm going to turn it on. And Sharon grabs <laughs> was a reptile before she could turn it on and kill Janice. It's crazy. This is a... This was hardcore. This was the most goosebumps episode I've seen so far. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sharon does figure out that just something's not right here. This is not Janice, and Janice pre- the previous night was warning her that like something bit her. It might be the comedian. We need rat traps. Something, something's going on. I had a weird dream that um that it came back to haunt me and then Sharon wasn't about it but she puts it together especially when the comi- the the reptile Janice looks at her is like why don't you recognize me and then it, it does the reptile eyes and <laughs> Sharon's like oh okay you're definitely not Janice but um you know lot lots of cat and mouse games where Janice is chasing him and she uh sharon realizes the rhyme bite you once bite you twice um uh, i think what really tips her off uh is the appearance of uh tiamari's character what's her name again janice janice the appearance of janice as the chameleon water yeah. dragon reptile mm-hmm. and the evil chameleon trying to kill it. Yeah. That's what she's like, okay, well, this isn't right. Why are you trying to kill this thing? Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to hide it? Maybe there's something to it. Yeah. Maybe because, and then um, in the process, Janice actually bites the chameleon, the, the reptile posing as her twice. So it, it, uh, eventually leads to a standoff with Sharon and both um, Tia and Tamara Mari because 
because two bytes you're able to turn into the person that you bit and that's she, what she managed to get those two bytes yeah. yeah and then all sharon has to do is get the hose and spray it on either of them because whoever gets sprayed with the hose is turning into a chameleon if she sprayed them both at the same time would that just be like you know human deleted like there's no more tia like no more janice oh yeah because she needs to bite somebody twice right and like you can't bite her anymore she's gone like that's just delete her existence dude that's crazy that is crazy. i didn't think about that that's the rules of the universe that would be wild <laughs> but that actually be a pretty good ending I forgot what movie or show originated from where there's a standoff between like two identical people, but one of them is like evil. I, I want to say there's a little kid involved hmm. making the choice and it's like a cyberpunk futuristic world, but I don't know the name of it. Yeah, and I want to say Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, but I also still don't know the name <laughs> of it. Is it the last action hero? I don't know. Uh, um. I don't know either, but this is what happened, um, where she has, it, it was also on, um, was it, remember the episode of South Park, the Halloween one? Yeah. Where like the evil Eric is there, but they're trying to get rid of the, the evil Eric was actually good and they're trying to get rid of him. Um, yeah, I do remember. Oh, uh, it says upright citizens brigade, I think. Upright Citizens Brigade? What is that? Let's find out. It's it definitely wasn't Last Action Hero. That was just a movie I was thinking of. That's a sketch comedy show. I don't know. Oh, ah, come on. No way. That's the origin. We'll, we'll look up the origin one day. Well, we'll, we'll do it on the on the season wrap-up. <laughs> By the way. The series wrap-up. <laughs> as we place the story, the tale of the chameleon number one, we'll be talking about it. <laughs> Only because it's Betty Ann's last. Um, but yeah, just twins. One of them is evil. She has the gun, which is a hose, and she has to spray them. One of them. And they do the classic, let me spin you around. We're going to spin each other around, and you're going to have to figure it out. Usually, one of them has a mustache, and they just take off the mustache. Mm -hmm. um, but now Sharon doesn't know which one. And I don't know what she based it on. I don't know. She just like, um, she said, "Eeny, meeny, miny, mo." Was it a? I think one of them threw the chameleons down the. So yeah, she had like this chameleon family in a box, and she's like, "There's thousands of us, and these are my padres, yeah. and they're gonna bite you." And one of the, one of the people who look like Janice was like, I'm going to throw them down the well mm -hmm. and that'll prove that I'm the real Janice because I wouldn't do that if I was the evil one. Cause I love these reptiles. And then the other one's like, no, it's a trick. And that's what convinced her. So she sprayed the one who, who didn't throw the chameleons down the well, <laughs> not thinking twice about how cold blooded reptiles <laughs> can be. And then um, the other one, she sprays one of the Janices. It turns into a 
a reptile. The other giant is like, okay, kill it. She grabs it. And that should have been an indication. And th- throw it down the well. Um, and then Sharon's like, are, are you Janice? <laughs> are you, are, is he's it like, really yes, you? Thank God. She's like, yeah. And they hug. And she's like, all right, now, now time to take off this ugly dress. Hmm. <laughs> and then uh, that night, Janice is at the well. She brings up the bucket. And she and we see all the chameleons in the bucket, and she's like, "I knew you guys will would would figure out my plan and jump into this um bucket oh, looks like we got one more down there. I hope Janice knows how to swim, and that confirms this is the evil one. the evil one prevailed because Sharon doesn't know her best friend the evil Maori twin has succeeded yes the end uh that's a very goosebumps ending yeah where you're left with a loss you know like they actually lost there's no win (laughs) yeah um and yeah and it's you could pretty much imply that the chameleons are going to take over the world yeah right because there's they're everywhere Mm -hmm. right who knows they're in the white house they're in the capitol building they're everywhere (laughs) And <laughs> reptiles in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they implied. I don't know. Um, Your local congressman. Yeah. Every lawyer you ever had. Yeah, this is where it comes from, from this episode. Mm-hmm. So, Betty Ann <laughs> ends her final story. Her friends are very impressed. So it was cool. And they're like, okay, can we see what's underneath the burlap sack now it's a chameleon right and betty ann smiles she's like come over see they all go over and betty ann like comments how cute he looks sleeping um sam asks tucker whether or not he's afraid it'll bite tucker says nah chameleons don't bite yeah think about that mm-hmm. <laughs> um when he turns around to see it Betty Ann has a pet snake, a baby snake, and everybody screams, gotta go, and they run off. And then Betty Ann wraps Spike, the snake, around her neck and tells him and says, just wait till they see you when you're grown up. And Jumbi and I are like, yeah, yeah, she's a snake girl for sure. That, that super fits her character. And for the first and final time, Betty Ann puts out the campfire and leaves. Sad. Yeah. Um. When that snake grows up, she's going to leave it in Stig's bed. It's going to feast. So, some. <laughs> she's the, the snake is going to take over the world, take over the Midnight Society. They just do the same campfire story, but they're just like budges in the snake's belly, and they're sitting around the fire. So out of the main characters, only Tia and Tamara Mari were the 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 new people. They recycled a lot of past actors for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Tia Mari apparently got most of the screen time. So, okay. Um Let's see. I'm sure they got paid the same, so jokes on her. Yeah. Uh the um, the person who played Mrs. Robinson 
uh, the mom. Janice's mom was in the tail of the shiny red bicycle as the school nurse. Uh, no way I was remembering that. <laughs> and Mr. Robinson played uh, uh, the one of the fathers, the father of the main character in the tale of the captured souls. I was about to say one of the father. That's a progressive show <laughs> for the time period. <laughs> but yeah, how'd you like it overall? It was it was good. It was good, and you, it had. I feel like it was going to end in that bad. I mean, because I saw the episode, <laughs> like I remember from a from a kid. Like I feel like season five, they replayed a lot when I was younger. Because the the earlier ones I don't really remember, but these th- I do, and obviously the the Maori sisters, they were, they were big at the time, so I was gonna remember. Oh yeah, they were on, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? But I still think it holds up. It was pretty cool. It was funny to see like, uh, evil Janice just like trying to kill Janice <laughs> with like. I'm gonna get the butcher knife. I'm gonna turn on the garbage disposal. <laughs> like, yo, you, she wants her dead. I'm surprised she didn't go back to the well and just fill it with gasoline and throw a match. For real. That's what I thought she was gonna do. <laughs> um that, I give him props for ending it like that. Um that was different than Are You Afraid of the Dark's accustomed to doing. Yeah. Um The Sharon, who plays Janice's for uh uh, who's Janice's friend was played by Samantha, um, who played Joe Peterson in the tale of the final wish. Hmm. Hmm. So that's the one with Bob Bobcat Goldway. I feel like any actor there, there's no hope of remembering them because Bobcat was there. Hmm. All you're gonna think of is Bobcat. <laughs> He's gonna outstage everybody. There was a cool moment where, like, um, evil. Oh, I uh, the confirmation that Sharon uh, knows that Janice is evil was when Janice ordered a a box that had the mm-hmm. chameleons inside. She was being super weird about it. Obviously. Oh yeah, 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 and she goes to sneak in to like see what it is. To see what Janice is hiding, and she sees Janice dead chameleons go into her fish tank, take out the goldfish, and eat it. Yucky. And that's how she knew. She was like, "Oh, nobody eats fish." Janice doesn't do that. <laughs> I mean, how many times has she been over? Maybe it's just a custom in that house. That's apparently their best friends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That 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 was Sharon's confirmation. What do you think of the story? Do chameleons eat fish? I don't know. I okay. I need to know, but I'll look it up later. <laughs> We've looked up enough things here. <laughs> um, um, I, I think, liked it overall. I liked it overall. Yeah. Hmm? I would think no because the size difference. Like, look at that size of that goldfish. Just like fuck yeah. It's a meal and a half for them. Yeah. They're very small. But they have to eat something. What do iguanas eat? I oh. feel like iguanas eat mangoes. Like bugs. Smaller little. They eat bugs? Yeah. Dang. 
Oh, I know okay. I saw one eating mango once. Yeah. I'm sure they eat fruits and stuff. Hmm. But good episode. Good episode. But it is time to predict the next one. You oh, ready? shit. Yeah. The Tale of Prisoner's Past. The Tale of Prisoner's Past. So we know it's not Stig, and we know it's not Betty Ann. Why? Because um, Betty Ann, this is her last episode. And well, that's true. Stig already said his last episode. So we're left with Kiki, Gary, Sam, and Tucker. So that betters the odds. Um, you haven't seen the next one, right? No. So I'll be predicting. What's it called again? The Prisoners? Tale, the Tale of Prisoners Past. I would say Tucker, and I think it's about a a prisoner who wrongfully got imprisoned. Hmm. Um. Okay, I don't think it's Sam. It's not sci-fi enough to be Gary. And then I'm down to Tucker or Kiki. And you said Tucker. I think it's Tucker, though. I think I'm going to stick to Tucker. Go for it. Because, well, it could be Kiki, too. But I, I'm feeling Tucker, too. Prisoner's Past, maybe it's about a a ghost, a ghostly prisoner mm-hmm. who's haunting either a current jail or what used to be a jail. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're going to play with that trope of, like, you know, oh my god, you know, the high school used to be a jail oh, or it used to be an insane asylum, stuff like that. They'll play with that. Nice. Okay. Cool. That's the best I got. I yeah. think that's it. Tail Prisoner's Pass. Let's see what happens. Well, with all that being said, any last words, Jumbie? Water Dragon. Water Dragon, indeed. And that we conclude another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen Podcast. If you like what you heard, please give us a like, subscribe, follow. Anything to show us that you love us, because we love you too. And you bet your ass that we would point the water hose at the evil person and not you. I'd point both of you. <laughs>